How are you? Man, I can't get in the text line. Oh, here we go. I was like, I am wonderful. Well, I mean, that, that just means you don't have to read anything from uh, Mr. 505. <laughs> 505. Mr. Green Chili. Oh, I'm sure he's going to be fine. I'm sure he's going to be excited. I don't think we heard from him yesterday. Well, no. I don't think so. There, there, there wasn't too much angry stuff, but uh, you're all, uh, are you all? I'm on Jack Russell Mountain Kind of. I got, <laughs> got a little coffee. Um... Well, you know, excited about the game last night, of course. We will, we'll get into it. But, um, I'm, you know, I'm like the kid before school gets out, you know, essentially. Yeah. Because I got the big trip coming up. I got the, you know, we got the party this afternoon. Uh, so got up early. Got a controversial party. Yes. <laughs> I didn't even tell the wife we were kind of smashing on her a little bit yesterday. <laughs> I wasn't. You guys were. Uh, no, you were just asking, like, for a friend. Yeah, I'm asking for a friend. That I'm sleeping with. Um, so, <laughs> Adam Hill, just going after <laughs> Mrs. Jacobs. My lovely wife, Kimberly, as we hear about in the, uh, the commercials. Uh, yeah, so it's like, you know, the end of the semester in college. Boy, man. You know, I almost didn't graduate from DU. Oh, no. Well, actually, I didn't graduate from DU for like a long time. But like, I worked five jobs I was like the Headleys. They called me that. You know, remember the show in Living Color? They had the Jamaican characters. The, the Headleys. You got oh. five, five. You only got five jobs, man. Like, I was literally like that. Okay. I worked here. I worked a security guard job. I worked intramurals. I was an RA. I worked the front desk. And I went to school full time. Like 16, you know, credit hours, quarter hours. At DU, it was quarter hours. Yeah, they have a weird schedule. And I just, by the time I was a C, oh, and I did an internship at Channel 4. So it was really six jobs. And um, I was telling you yesterday, I had to throw Bill Romanowski out of my chair. Yeah. And I was like, dude, get out of my seat. <laughs> He's like, what? <laughs> what? Yeah, sorry. Um, so I was so burnt out, man. I was just so burnt out. And I was like, I, 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 I was, the procrastination where I was like, hey, man. Finally, I just had this one paper, you know, you just got to get jazzed up to turn it in. And I just never got it done. I was like, oh, I got to do it every single day for like two weeks. Finally, the professor called me and left me a message. He was a real nice guy. He's like, Dan, um, I'm worried about you. You haven't been to class. This paper's like overdue. Are you going to do it? And I was like, oh, I'm going to fail. It's time to do it now. Yeah. That gets you jazzed up to go get it done. Yeah. So I uh, turned that in. So I got a similar situation. Um, so I have a brief due. And I've got it pretty much written in my head, but it's it's like a term paper. That's what it is. But I've got a pretty big brief due. 
Um, and then I'm going on vacation. I, I going not with Matt Smith, which I got an idea now. Um, can we get Matt Smith in any trouble? I'm going to the same, going to the same place as Matt Smith. I was just talking to Matt. Matt, Matt decided a little bit later than me to go to the CU TCU game. Oh, so he jumped on your bandwagon. No, not really. But, well, you know, he, he's working, I guess. Like, he's, he's going to be like, go cover the game. I'm going, see, I'm more of a, I guess, a pure CU fan than him. Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, got to be. Not like he announced or anything for them or helped. Yeah, exactly. Sports it's not department. like, you know, he yeah. went to school there and he was the voice of the buffs for, I don't know, 10, 15 years. Yeah. I don't even know. Nothing like that. No. Just jumping on this year since Prime came. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Not like... So so anyway, yeah, I've been I've been planning this trip for actually, I don't know, like a month, not even that long. Um, but, you know, so I was, you know, in passing, I'm like, hey, you know, we were both like, hey, you know, let's let's text each other when we get down there. But I don't know. Can I get him into some shenanigans? Well, I was going to say, I mean, not get him in. I was like, how many how many how many shenanigans can you get him in? I know. Or, well, or it might be tougher to keep him out of the shenanigans. I've never hung out with Matt outside of these four walls here. I get, I, a feel, I get a feeling he uh, can get a little wild. He says that. I, I, I get that feeling. Every time it comes up on, on the shows, any of these shows, he says he's the most fun guy at any party. But he sounds, uh, I don't know, he, he sounds pretty serious every time he's on a show. Don't let the deep voice fool you. Yeah. I'm guessing that he could get after it. I, maybe. I don't know. Well, maybe we should find out. You should see how close you cut it to uh, getting there in time for the game. Well, yeah, the game's like 10 a.m. Yeah. So, and he's going to be covering news events all day. Well, I don't know, all day. Like, I'd imagine the press stuff's probably over by, I don't know, what, two or three on Friday? Well, I mean, if the game starts at 10, who knows with college football sometimes. Well, no, but he says he's got a bunch of stuff to do Friday because he's working the game. But, I mean, that's got to be over by, he's getting in, he's getting, I'm getting in first thing Tuesday, Thursday. He's not getting into late Thursday. We, I don't know, maybe some Thursday night, but he says he's got a bunch of stuff to do Friday because he's working the game. He's, well, that, that's pro- presumably covering practices and post-practice press conferences. That stuff's probably over by, I don't know, what, three? Yeah, I would assume because the teams would go back and have their dinner and everything like that. Yeah. Be, they don't want Matt and the press pestering them and hanging around. No, don't let them know the hotel that they're staying in. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I don't know. Yeah, maybe Friday night, we're getting some trouble, and then you know, there's the game, and then I'm I'm out of there first thing uh, Sunday morning, like like five thirty or six something a.m. flight. You know that that is the nice thing about going to day games or earlier games mm-hmm. is the ability to travel like the next day. I, I'll tell you, like when I go for baseball games at other places, mm-hmm. when it's a day game. It's so much nicer because I have no problem getting up early to take off. Right. As compared to, you know, a 7 o'clock start time, 6 o'clock start time. All of a sudden, you're looking at just a few hours of sleep. And that's if the game goes fast. Yes. Now, this will be my first time using the TSA pre-check. Is that as good as advertised? Yeah, TSA pre-check. I have a friend. I don't have it myself, but I have a friend who uses it. And all the time, like every time she travels, it's... So fast. Just zip through? Yeah, right through. Um, and I, I actually used a different thing that DIA has now. It's like a, it's not a pre-check, but it's like a pre-check-in type thing. It's not associated with it. But last time I was from my shuttle through 
security in less than five minutes. What is that? Is that that clear thing? Uh, no. It, so it's like you have to sign up three days beforehand and get your time slot. Oh, okay. But it's, yeah, it was really easy. But pre-check, um, yeah, I've 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 never had, but I know everyone who has it. It's a piece of cake. So you'll you'll have an easy time. Okay, good. Well, and I checked, and it will be open during that time frame. And I, but I almost forgot. Like with pre-check, the only the the bummer about pre-check is you have to actually like attach it to your ticket. You have to put the number or whatever. And last night I was like, oh, I forgot, and I did that, so I'm good. Uh, so yeah, excited. So I'm like, all right. So I'm leaving Thursday. So I got to work for three days. I got to get this brief do done, right? And so we got to do the show, and then I got the birthday party. You know, and so this morning I was up. I was killing wide to run to the store because we found out we had a huge wasp nest. And dude, it was it had like. Must have had like fifty wasps. Oh no! But I'm like, I gotta, I gotta, you know, I want to get these suckers before it heats up and they get out of their beds. You know, wasps are all cut it up in their little beds. It's nice and cool. Yeah. You know, I'm like, oh, I gotta get to the store, get get the spray. And Do it now. Yep, I killed them all. They're all nice. Dead. Yeah, save save the kids too. Yeah, exactly. Because the kids, you know, that would be terrible to have at the birthday party. Yeah. So they delivered the bouncy house. We got an awesome bouncy house. Yeah. It's got a water slide. You know the ones you have to rent, and they actually set up. You know, in the in the backyard. I I must have missed my invite. Yeah, I know. I, I don't know. I, I I'll, I'll look for it again. Yeah. <laughs> um. So what I I wound up doing. So I, after the show yesterday, I remember talking on the show, and I thought what I thought I was going to do was just do some burgers, right? And I have a bunch of pork from Deer Trail, and but I don't have a bunch of beef because my freezer is literally stacked to the gills. He gave me a half hog. It is stacked to the gills with pork. Okay. But I'm out of beef. And my next delivery from him will be beef. So I, you know, I need some some beef. Dude, it's ridiculous. It was going to be like a hundred and some odd dollars. Like when I do the spots and I say the price of ground beef, forget about it. Yeah. Forget about it. So yeah, just for, for a little birthday party. For a little birthday party. So I have, you know, At three I, o'clock. I did have a brisket. From you know Deer Trail sitting in the, you know sitting in the freezer. I'm like just defrost it, throw it on, and then so I'm doing a brisket. Nice. So it'll and, still be a hit. Oh, well, it's like, going to be phenomenal. It's going to be regardless. Yeah, it's going to be phenomenal. It's brisket. You know, carve that. You know, it's going to be. I'm going to carve it fresh, like you know, like Zach by. Listen to you carving on site. Yeah, I'm going to carve it. You know, fresh for the guests right there. And I'm like, dude, I'm not going. I, I got a chef hat if you want to borrow it. Yeah, yeah. Right. one of those big white like that you see in fancy hotels. You could wear that with your funny. I, do, you, do you have one of those aprons that say like "Kiss the Cook" or something like no, that? No, you know what Barbecue I have. King. I have an apron. <laughs> I don't know. I got, it feels like no. you would have one of those. No, I have uh, like an you know, apron I bought from that village in Africa last year. You know, just to buy it from you know, spend some money there. Uh, but no, it was at Sam's Club yesterday. I thought you know they have those. Pre-made burgers. And I thought I yeah, had the big fresh ones or whatever. Four dollars, excuse me, four of those burgers for fourteen dollars. What? That's almost four dollars per hamburger. I was gonna say, and are those are they like a pound for like no. four ounces each or six ounces each? I guess. Well, they're probably a yeah, probably a quarter pound. Yeah. So you get a pound for four. <laughs> it's like four dollars a burger. Yeah, like, dude. So I was like, no, 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 no. And McDonald's delivers on Uber Eats. Yeah, it was ridiculous. So I'm like, all right, just go back to the freezer, get pull out a brisket, whatever. 
And, it's, and by the way, that, you know, it turned out to be easier. So, Deer Trail Meat Co. That's it. That's it, dude. Like, it's, they're, they're making it impossible. You just got to go to Deer Trail Meat Co. Five eighty-five a pound. That's it. Um, by the way, here's, here's on the text line. Um, Judge, I need a ruling. Should I put some ribs on the grill today or go out and get a Denver Broncos Super Bowl 58 champions tattoo on my face? Super Bowl 58. Is that this year? When's Super Bowl 58? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's coming up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so it's got to be, the, yeah, eight years since Super Bowl 50. Yeah. I'm not a big, um, not a big tattoo guy, and I'm definitely not a big face tattoo guy. We're going to say, yeah, not on the face tattoo, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I would say ribs. Yeah, definitely ribs, 100%. Dan, I used a TSA pre-check a few years ago, and it took minutes to get through. It was very nice. Well, that's awesome. I'm looking forward to that. I, I No bags. I'm just using a little uh, backpack. Just got to stuff a few days worth of clothes in there. That's it. Yeah, and, and with that pre-check, I'm pretty sure you don't have to take off your shoes or out your laptop or anything like that. You just literally scoot on through. Yeah, I'm not even bringing a laptop, but that's good to know. Um, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I was like, I do know you don't have to take off your shoes, but I'm pretty sure you don't have to take out a laptop if you do bring it for your future trips. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm so, so jazzed. And, uh, but I just got to get through. It's like, like I said, last day of school. I got the last day of school is Thursday. Just got to get through, you know, up till then. Got to get my brief done, get, get all my work done. And then pff, I'm out of here. Um, so, yeah, what, what can we you – know, not my, my problem is I want to get Matt in trouble, but for me it's not going to be um, – I'm not really – I'm not doing – you know, I'm not drinking. So it's – I'm not going to get into, really into shena- any shenanigans, but I want to get Matt into some shenanigans. You could just do the uh, fake drunk shots of water. Yeah. You know, here, have a vodka, Matt. Yeah, I got one too. Mocktails. Eh. Throw them down. Yeah. So anyway, but yeah, we'll have some fun. Uh, a lot of barbecue. Or, or uh, you know, I'm not uh, suggesting this for anyone, but uh, you could figure out where he's staying and, uh, you know, order pizzas for him or something. Order pizza. Oh, yeah, yeah. On his, <laughs> I don't think you can do that anymore, though. I don't, I don't think that's a thing. Oh. Yeah, Scott DeHuff did that to me one time he, here. Oh, yeah. He ordered a bunch of beers and stuff when we had, like, a snow. You know, we had to go stay at a hotel because, uh, you know, it was a snowing here. Yeah. And, like, we, they were afraid if we went home, we wouldn't be able to get back to work the next day. So they put us up at a hotel a few blocks away. And I go to check out the next day, and there's a bunch of beers on the tab. I'm like, yeah, dang, that's got to have. All right. I know we haven't talked about the game yet. So wh- why don't we do this? We had the fan football postgame show last night. And the very, our very own Chad Andrus hosted the show. He recapped the game. So why don't we get into that coming up next was not listening yesterday, but she was listening today, so she doesn't know what we were giving her a hard time about. So, so I should replay the end of that interview? She's, she's going to have to, uh, she said, she's going to have to go listen to the podcast. I'll, I'll have the lovely, yeah. Miss Dan Jacobs out. Yeah. My lovely wife, Kimberly. Chad Andrews joins us. Chad, how are you? Did Adam Hill start all this mess? Yes. Is that what happened? Yeah, our friend Adam Hill was... <laughs> 
He didn't know it, but he was giving Mrs. My lovely wife Kimberly a hard time. Well, I think context is always important anytime you deal with Adam Hill or anyone else we contact from Las Vegas because they don't live in a real, you know, U.S., American, middle America, suburban family environment. They don't live in that reality. So anything that Adam Hill may have said, just, just take with a grain of salt when it comes to talking about family backyard parties and birthdays and kids and such. He... um He's not exactly an authority. Yes. Now, by the way, I guess we have a little incident going on at the the house right now. The, so we have the uh, bouncy house. It was delivered, it's, it, but it's got a water component. It's, you know, it's got water flowing through it. It's got a water slide. And the dog, we can't keep him out of it. And so he's he's, he's trying to go on the water slide. He, if you keep him in the house, he's whining. But the second you let him out, he, he makes a beeline for the bouncy house. And you can't have that because... You know, you want one popping the bouncy house. Uh, pick up some of those little dog boots that they use for the winter for the snow. Ah, Put true. them on so the so the nails don't pop the water slide of the bouncy house and let them go crazy. There you go. That's a great idea. That's a great idea. Um, by the way, I was texting you last night because, uh, you know, speaking of Las Vegas and all that stuff, you used to live in Las Vegas, but you were giving me a hard time um, saying you used to – you're weird. You're, you got a little weird backstory because you, I guess you claim Wisconsin, but you lived in Dallas for a long time. You went to, you went to college in Texas. I'm all excited about going to Texas and getting some authentic Texas brisket, but you're sending me some, I don't know, is it some Tex-Mex joint? And you're, you're saying don't get your hopes up for good barbecue in Texas? Well, I mean, it's fine. I'm sure you'll be able to find adequate spots, but you've had enough barbecue that I don't think there's going to be anything that just absolutely wows you and blows your mind and it's it's barbecue they're famous for brisket you're having brisket today you'll have brisket again when you get down there it's fine but what you cannot get anywhere else is joe t garcia's mexican tex-mex restaurant you cannot get the tex-mex anywhere else that you get in dallas fort worth in particular fort worth so that i would prioritize by a mile over barbecue because you have good barbecue. You know what it tastes like. It's not going to be any different. Okay. But the Tex-Mex, that's some, that's a whole nother level because that does not exist elsewhere. Some places you can get good Mexican food, right? But Tex-Mex is unique and there are some areas in, in central Texas in the hill country, you know, Austin, San Marcos, things like that. There's South Texas areas, obviously, but in Fort Worth in particular, there is one place that is just incredible. What's your favorite thing there? Uh, you order the dinner. And when you order the dinner, they just basically bring you one or two of kind of everything. So you're going to get enchiladas, burritos, tacos, tostadas. You're just going to kind of keep it going. And you're just going to sample pretty much everything they would have, right? It's Mexican food. It's all meat, cheese, beans, Rice, tomatoes, right? It's all just yeah. packaged differently. But you're going to get a sample of how it's packaged differently uh, with the dinner, and it is phenomenal. Okay. Well, we're going. I said, you know, we're, we're going. It's on the list. We'll go, pro I don't know, I'll probably go to Thursday night because we'll probably get brisket for lunch and then go to Joe T's for dinner Thursday night. Um, here's a question for you. Now, Matt Smith is going. He said, all right, let's, you know, we'll text you when we're down there. We'll probably get together with him at some point. Um, 
do you, Matt Smith has claimed time and time again he's the most fun at any gathering, any party, any barbecue. He's going to be the most fun guy in the room. He seems fairly straight-laced and serious every time I'm around him. Um, how much fun do you think we can have with this guy on this trip? I think you can have a good time if you go to the right spots. With Matt. Now, I know, Matt. I know you're staying somewhere, somewhere in the middle of Dallas and Fort Worth, but the Metroplex. So uh, enjoy traffic all weekend. Um, but uh, if you stick to Fort Worth and you stick to the Sundance Square area, there's a lot of fun to be had. Um, Dallas, good luck. Okay. Well, what's wrong with Dallas? Uh, it's just, there's just nothing really notable. I mean, sure, they have fine restaurants. They have bars, right? There's just nothing really that is any different from anywhere else. Um, it's kind of like watching your run-of-the-mill NFL game compared to a good college football game. It just kind of looks and feels the same, and there's nothing special, and there's no real vibe or scenery or environment. It's just kind of there. Uh, I don't find anything special about Dallas. Fort Worth can be fun. Yeah. Sundance Square is a good spot. All right. Well, we'll, well, we'll see. But then again, you know, it's, it's, you get to a certain age, too. Like, right, if you're not bar hopping... You know, you go, you get a good meal, you, you people watch a little bit, and then you're like, all right, well, back to the room. Uh-huh. You know, a little bit, so. Um, okay, the game. Let's talk about it. Um, I was encouraged. Jared's, I mean, I was encouraged by a couple of things. Jared Stidham, I'd been wondering if this guy could play. In fact, I was downright alarmed at points. He played pretty well. I think you have to be encouraged, and I think what people need to understand and should probably feel much better about today is you saw glimpses of the arm strength, the arm talent, and a little bit of the athleticism of Jared Stidham that when he has to play, because make no mistake, this is how the NFL works. Unless you're Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers and they don't let anyone touch you ever so you never get hit and you can play a full season, quarterbacks miss time. Whether that's a quarter or a half or three games in a stretch, most backup quarterbacks play at some point during the season. And I think what you saw from Jared Stidham last night is encouraging to know that, hey, if and when Russ gets another concussion or if and when Russ has an ankle or a hamstring and misses a game or two games, that we don't have to automatically write that off. Like, there's going to be a chance to compete. And I think in today's NFL, that's all you can ask for with your backup quarterback. Now, real quick on this, uh, I, I want to mainly you know, start talking about the game, but I do want to, just because we're on the topic, I'm not buying the Mike Tannenbaum thing. I, I don't think there'll be a quick hook um, for Jared Stidham, particularly with what we've seen most of camp. Um, but what were your thoughts on Tannenbaum's comments that, oh, uh, Sean Payton's a Bill Parcell's disciple and he'll have a notoriously quick hook. A little patience with Russell Wilson at the first sign of trouble, which there's going to be trouble. Like, they're not going undefeated. They're going to be trouble, and they're going to lose some games um, that they would put in Jared Stidham. Uh, do you buy into that? Uh, I don't. I don't really buy into it. And e- even if there were some element of that, I don't think it would be benching to not get your job back. It would be an element of, okay, they're in a lot of trouble, and DMAC was talking about this the other day. They're, they, he throws you know, two picks and takes two sacks in the first quarter, and they're down 17 to nothing, and at halftime he gets replaced and Stidham plays the second half. Okay, fine. It doesn't mean that Stidham's the starter the next week. Russ is right back in there, right? So outside of injury, no, I, I don't see that there's going to be a quick hook on, on Russell Wilson in terms of 
losing his starting job. All right, so story number two, Albert O. Talk about it, please. I think um, there, there's two ways to look at this. If Albert O was playing last night to see if he is going to be one of the final spots on the roster, then it's a no-brainer. Yes, he is. But I think most people that are close to this team believe that was not the case, that it was already decided. So can you come from not being on the roster to having a performance in a game with all of the second and third stringers and the guys who are most likely going to be looking for jobs come Tuesday and force your way onto the roster? We don't know that because Sean Payton doesn't let anybody know anything. So if he was on the bubble and it was yet to be decided, yes, 100%. Obviously, he's on the team after last night and last week. If it was already decided, I don't know that makes a difference. It, it looks to me like they were more of doing him a solid because he's going to have a job somewhere after his last two weeks in the preseason and his, his practices against the Rams. He will be employed. It's just whether or not the Broncos have – have already made their decision whether it's here or somewhere else. So he had no chance, even with Jerry Judy going down and they need, they maybe could use a playmaker and that's all he's good for um, is receiving. Um, no way he was going to make the roster. If that's the case, right? And usually when guys are playing that many snaps in the fourth quarter of the last preseason game, that's usually what that means. I, I was under that impression last night that while Jerry Judy is out, Keep him around, even if it's only temporary, because this is a team, more so than anything else on offense, that lacks explosive, dynamic weapons. And if he can provide that for you, then, you know, fudge the offense a little bit. Do a little bit with him in the slot, or he or Dulcich is the extra wide receiver on the roster until Judy is back. So you just kind of play a two-tight end type of thing and put somebody out there that the defense has to account for. Because that's the biggest question for me still with this team seven years later is who are defenses losing sleep about? And they don't have those guys. And if Albert O can provide you know, a little uncomfortability for defenses trying to make a game plan that they have to account for him, then yeah, that's the impression that I was under. Keep him around at least until you know where you stand with Judy and see what happens. But I don't know if they are, are considering that or if their mind was already made up before last night. Yeah. Okay. What are some of your other uh, thoughts and takeaways from last night? Um, there wasn't a lot in a 41 to nothing preseason game. Uh, I think what I said about Sean McVay is I'm quite confident he would put more effort and energy to beating a six-year-old at mini golf than he put in trying to win that game last night. Right. So uh, I think both teams clearly put more stock in the two joint practices than they did in the game. Uh, but from – the Broncos fan standpoint from Broncos country, they got to see Sean Payton for the first time. They got white jerseys at home. They got the scoreboard, the new concessions. So it was a show. So I appreciate that they put in the effort to reward the fans a little bit and kind of give some hope after losing two games at the end that are like, hey, there is a little bit more of a bright spot here than we may have indicated through the first two games, and you should be optimistic. The other takeaway that I have that I think is largely overlooked is by having those first two preseason games on the road, Sean Payton, a veteran coach, trying to really Jenga this roster together with some injuries and going into his first season with Russ playing a new system, new quarterback coach combination, 
they have the benefit now being in the middle of 34 consecutive days being in Denver. I think that has an immense amount of value for a veteran coach like Peyton to get some work done at the facility that may not have shown up through practices or through preseason games because you're talking about more than a month before they have to go on the road again to Miami. I think the Broncos can do a lot in that time with figuring out if they're going to use Albert O or Dulcich as a receiver, if they're going to bring in guys off the waiver wire and take some of these final roster spots that we may have penciled in somebody that was already in camp. Um, there's some work to be done there, and I think it's going to be a huge benefit not having to deal with prepping for road games for over a month. Yeah. Um, so looking forward to week one, what do you think? I think Sean Payton absolutely positively has to beat the Raiders at home in week one. If they lose a seventh straight time to the Raiders, and not only that, they lose to Josh Jacobs, who wasn't in camp for the preseason and just signed. They lose to Josh McDaniels, of all people, to start things off. It's going to be really, really rough. And the commanders coming in the next week are going to have just as good or better of a front seven on defense. And if they lose to the Raiders, I think that's probably going to be the reason why that Max Crosby terrorizes them and they can't protect. And then they're going to face the same thing in week two. It is going to be very, very rough around here in a hurry if they lose to McDaniels to kick things off because people are going to sour right away going, oh, here we go again. Now seven in a row to the Raiders and we lost to that guy. It's a game that they absolutely have to win. All right, Chad, last thing for you, or last couple things for you anyway. Um, it's almost Christmas, almost like college football next weekend. I guess uh, see you first off for you. What do you think? I think TCU is, is struggling in a few areas, missing some guys and adjusting. They also have a new a new offensive coordinator and quarterback combination, just like the Buffs do. But I think the Buffs may have a little bit of an advantage there with a familiarity with Shadur Sanders. I expect them to play well at least for a half. Um, if I were wagering, I would think they would be inside the number and have a chance in this game, you know, within two scores in the fourth quarter. Um, I know most people kind of think that it will probably get away and TCU might win something like, you know, 41, 17, something like that and cover. I would expect the buffs to, to make it a fight into the fourth quarter and have a chance. Nice. Very nice. I, I hope so. I'm uh, watching a good game while I'm down there. Anything else for week? Well, I guess, yeah, it was week one, right? This was week zero last weekend or this weekend. Um, anything else uh, on the college football front next weekend? We fans should be looking forward to. Um, there's a couple good games to start things off. Um, I would look closely if you're into such things at LSU against Florida State. Um, I'm a big Brian Kelly fan, so I'm interested in watching that game to kick things off, and I'm not quite bought into Florida State. Um, otherwise, just have fun. Enjoy that every game is going to look and play differently in a different fan environment as opposed to the NFL games that all look the same. <laughs> what do you mean they all look the same? They're played exactly the same way every week. Everybody runs the same offense. If you have a good quarterback, you have a chance. Most games are within one score, 10 points in the second half, and a PI or a roughing the passer or a hold dictates whether or not it's going to come down to a one-score game. And it's a relatively sterile NFL stadium environment. No bands, no student sections, no alumni history and rivalry. They're just kind of all the same. It's high-level football, but every game plays out exactly the same. Very few college games do. 
All right, Chad. Your shot. Take a shot out the door. I appreciate you for coming on. All right. Enjoy Tejas. All right. We'll, we'll talk to you soon. That's Chad Andrus, host of the uh, – he'll be doing all the fan football post-game shows throughout the season, so make sure you tune in at the two-minute warning. All right. Your chance to react to Chad and um, the game last night uh, coming up next. So right off the bat, I'm saying that whoever this person is, no accusation, so specifically set 3 o'clock, hoping that that meant that it's between lunch and dinner and they don't have to furnish food. Correct. Yeah, I think that's that's the plan. And so I don't like that right off the bat. That's just intentionally trying to avoid responsibilities as a party host. What are you doing, Colin? You're trying to get me killed? Well, I mean, you didn't say it. <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I got, a, I got a big brisket going right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sorry, I couldn't help myself. Yes. Yeah. No, well, we uh, we are going to feed everybody. Yeah, I went, I went shopping yesterday. We went light on the sides, though. It's basically just a bunch of chips. Yeah. Some Let's, buffalo dip, some chips. That's about it. And sides, then, sides are never really... They're sides for a reason. Yeah. I thought... I went in the freezer, and I thought this morning, I'm like, oh, maybe I have some, you know, my adult baked beans. And I've gotten a lot of feedback on... Um, what was the... I think I gave away the recipe for 4th of July. And uh, I've gotten some feedback. A lot of people on the text line have made them and said, man, thank you, man, they're awesome. Because I gave away the recipe to the listeners. And I thought, you know what? I might have like a little catering pan of those in the freezer. And then, so I went out this morning and I pulled up, you know, because I got like three pans of stuff in there, frozen. And I pulled some out and I thought that's what it said on there. And then I got it out and then it was just, oh, brisket. So I actually had two, after I pulled out brisket, uh, out of the freezer and cooked it and am cooking it. Then I realized I actually had two pans of brisket already prepared. <laughs> I could have just taken it. Uh, but it's, it'll be fresh, but you know, it'll be fresh. Um, freshly cooked. Dan, it's time to stop procrastinating and apologize to Jared Stidham. I think he thoroughly disproved your case against him. This guy wants me to apologize to Jared Stidham. What do you think, Colin? Well, if I've given an honest assessment of his performance thus far into camp, why would I need to apologize? Now, if I double down on that and try to find some way to critique and downgrade his performance last night, well, then I think you would have a, a, a case for saying that you know, I have some agenda against him. I have nothing against Jared Stidham. He's been downright scary up until last night. I, I do feel a little better. Now, to say, oh, I've, you know, he's thoroughly disproved my case against him. I mean, I, I don't have anything against him other than he's been pretty bad up until last night. And like Chad was saying last segment, he's going to have to play this year. Almost certainly he's going to have to play. And his body of work up until last night was not great. 
particularly against the probably the most worrisome part, in addition to whenever I was at camp, he wasn't looking good, was against the Cardinals team, which, you know, he's going against the third stringers against the Cardinals, and that Cardinals team is supposed to be the worst in the league. And, yeah, last night, did he look fantastic? He looked fantastic. Rams weren't out there trying to beat the world anyway, and he wasn't going up against the Rams starters to begin with, and Sean McVay doesn't care about the preseason at all. So let's not pretend he just won a playoff game or a regular season game. But I'm certainly encouraged by what he did, but let's not act like it was a mic drop moment. But good. Great. That's good. Like, I feel a little better, but it's not a, oh, he thoroughly just proved all the haters type moment. But, yeah, that's good. It's encouraging. My my biggest worry is that him coming in, like, he knew he was going to play in this game, but it seemed like it was a different attitude going in when he knew he was going to play. And not that he didn't know he was going to play in the preseason, mm. but there is a different mental mindset from starting a game and coming in off the bench and maybe – like, when he had his games last year in Vegas, it was when he was starting. He was told he was starting over Carr. Mm-hmm. So maybe maybe that is the hurdle he has to get over with him coming into a game. It's not like a well, Ryan Fitzpatrick coming into a game. When he would come into a game, you still had a chance at winning. And I don't know about Stidham if he's coming in cold off the bench if you have a chance of winning. Well, I would hope he gets over that because he's the backup. Well, he's not the starter. And last year in They're Vegas, he was team? the backup until he was, you know, I think at the end, right? He was a start, starter. Yeah, the last two games. Yeah. Come on now, let's let's get real. So, but no, it was it was good good last night. So, um, I like I like this one. It's uh, we're talking about Matt Smith. He says, uh, I think Matt will probably get pretty loose when he has some beverages in him. Maybe we'll find out. Maybe we will. You know, a lot of a lot, a lot of times, you know, you talk to people and they're like, "Yeah, hit me up," and then you know, you go on the trip, and uh, you never, yeah, you never get, you never see him. <laughs> yeah, that that happens to me once in a while. Sometimes, sometimes I get, <laughs> it's like, "Oh yeah, I'll see you there," and I just get distracted. You know, it's funny. I, I guess it's okay um, because I'm not going to mention this guy's name, but it was actually Chad's bachelor party in Las Vegas, right? And, <laughs> and I don't even know who this guy is, to be honest with you. It was just some friend of Chad's, uh, some media guy, and not from here. It was a different market. And so uh, we're, people flying in from all over the country, you know, because Chad worked in all these different markets, you know. And he's, you know, so Chad's getting married. We're all flying to Vegas. And there was this guy at the beginning of the trip. And I think he was, a, I think it was some big time in some market, some big time TV guy or something. And he's at a table, like a blackjack table or something. And, you know, we all get to meet him or whatever. It's like, yeah, this is such and such. And he's like, all right, guys, I, I, you know, I got, I'm on a streak here. I'll catch up with you guys. So this is at the beginning of like this three or four day trip. And he doesn't catch up with us later, this, that, or the other. We never see the guy again the entire trip. Like, we go on all these things, we're here, we're there, and then finally, like, a few days in, I'm like, Chad, what about, what was that guy? And he's like, oh, yeah, man, once he, once he gets once he gets on a heater, once he starts playing, man, you, you know, I'm like, yeah, but he was here for your trip, and I never did see the guy again. You know, uh, I guess money means a little bit more to him than friends. 
Well, or, or I don't I don't know if he was making any money or not, but yeah. he was uh, he was you know you could be on a heater for a few days. It's happened to me playing cards. Yeah, well, it's just you know some people just they can't stop once they yeah they get in the gambling. Somebody says, by the way, the scoreboard is not much bigger. It was taller, but not wider. Big whoop. I I don't know. Everybody was saying to me it was massive. Yeah. Okay, I'll take your word for it. Talking about Alberto, he shows effort when he plays. Judy shows nothing when he plays. I would get Judy healthy and trade him for any draft choice a team would give you, would be dumb enough to give you. That's Ken and Arvada. Uh, so here's the only thing, and here was we, here, it was kind of like along uh, the lines Chad was saying. They may already have their mind made up on Albert, Albert O. There, there's two lines of thinking. I might be inclined to keep him just because they do desperately need playmakers. And he's showing that he might be able to do that. Uh, the other thing, though, is if you were watching closely, his blocking is still bad. So there were two two plays in particular last night uh, that came to mind. So he made a nice. It wasn't a, you know it wasn't a touchdown, but he made a nice play, receiving, right. And then he comes back to the huddle. The very next play, I believe it was a, a McLaughlin run. And thankfully, it was you know maybe maybe he was just doing this because they weren't running to his side. But he was still you know you're still supposed to sell it, right? So it's a running play. You think you would still block, and he's supposed to fire off and block, and he just can't even like he's like he can't even find a guy to block. Oh no! As a guy, and he's just I'm watching, and he's just like he's not even he's just standing up and just kind of you know. And then he did the same thing again. Um, it was a touchdown run the next quarter. Um, I'm watching, and uh, again, thankfully, the, you know, the, the, the run is to the other side, and it was a touchdown, but he he's not even getting his hands on anybody. Like, he's just, you know, he's on a goal line situation. You're f- firing off and blocking. And so positional coaches... They watch all that tape, and so he will get a talking to when they do the tape after the game on that stuff. Like, they grade every single snap for every single player, and so they will grade that, and they're going to talk to him about it, and he'll get downgraded for that. And obviously, they're going to be excited. You know, they're going to be happy with the receptions, right? Uh, But they're... If they're if they're not happy with that, if that's why he got in the doghouse to begin with, that's going to be a knock on him. And so it's like if Chad was saying, if that's why they had already made up their mind, I don't know if he if he overcame that just with the receiving. He's Randy Mossing it without being Randy Moss, right? Exactly, <laughs> basically. Um, so um, let's see here. The Broncos are an eight win team. Best case scenario, that's Ryan in Denver. Well, that's not very positive, Ryan. He wins? Yeah, that's what he said. I, I mean, give me eight. <laughs> no, seriously, I, 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 don't, I don't know if they're really a five-win team, but yeah. What wins. are you doing? I, well, what do you mean a five-win team? They won five wins last year with freaking Hackett. Yeah. I, I don't think there's much improvement over this roster. What are you being a negative Nelly? Well, they, got, they got Sean Payton. Okay. That's Maybe not worth six anything? Wins. Six. That's not worth anything. James Merrill says it's worth seven wins. Well, we've we've got. I mean, we've gotten to this. I, 
these games are going to be close too. They have no kicker. I don't trust in Maher. Maher's fine. He Maher's got. Fine. He's over the he's yips. Over he was okay. a good kicker. He he got his own head a little bit. He's worked through it. He's fine. Okay. You see, what did you see last night? That thinks there's any problem with Maher? I don't. I don't trust him. You know, it, I until I see it in a pressure situation. And over there was and over pressure again. last night in the third. Yeah, how is there pressure in a third preseason game for Maher when he's the only kicker on the roster and there's he, no pressure because on he anyone knows, else? Because if he knows it, he misses the kick. He's cut. Oh, Dan, he's no. kicking for his job. <laughs> no, come he's, on, now. he's the kicker. They got McGlinchey. <laughs> they got Ben Powers. They got Zach Allen. They got little Jordan Humphrey, Marquez Callaway. Come on, man. I, I just I think it's there's still a year out from being a legitimate uh, contender and some draft picks away. So I, I'd be happy well, maybe, with eight wins. Well, but we mean being away, but that's not four or five wins. Can be. No, come on, you're being you're being over the top. Why are you gonna be negative, man? <laughs> we haven't even started the season yet. Can we get some positivity, man? I'm I'm not gonna be false about my. We thoughts. just had. So two afternoon drive hosts in back-to-back weeks from Las Vegas that both picked the Broncos to beat the Raiders. Yeah, that can be one of the five wins Jeez. or six wins. Colin Zanker. I mean, uh, like we could go through the schedule. I think we've all no, done that already. We're not, we're not <laughs> doing that. You're going to timeout. You are in timeout. All right, hour number two coming up.